0: To my podcast, let's go. I'm all about doing what I wanna do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast, where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started.
1: Well, welcome back to another episode of my first investment real estate property. My guest today is going to talk about her experience in investment real estate, and obviously uh, she's done more than buy one property, so we're way past the uh, the first property. So I'd like to welcome Caroline Sneeza Levine. Was I close? Was I close?
2: You were perfect. Okay. So that's perfect. perfect.
1: So, hey, welcome to the show today. I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, I love what you guys are doing. I had a chance to look through your website, look through your social media. Then I looked outside and went, hmm, gray and rain. Um, I think you've got a better option. I actually went as far as looking for availability on the properties that you had. So. Do you want to just share a little bit uh, with our audience so they get an idea what the heck is that I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, so we have, and when I say we, it's my husband and I, we invest together and we have 10 rental properties. We have uh, seven doors that are here in the US, in North Carolina and in Florida that we rent out long-term. So we have some long-time tenants in many of the properties, which is perfect. And then we have three vacation rentals in Tamarindo, Costa Rica, uh, which is, I think, what you were looking at.
1: <laughs> That's what I was looking at, looking at <laughs> yeah. the sunshine falls here.
2: Yep. So yeah, we have a house, we have two condos, and they're all walkable to the beach, and it's just, it's wonderful out there. And, and we would... out there more often, uh, certainly pre-COVID, but uh, so we visit and we use one of our properties when we're there and then we rent them out when we're not there.
1: Well, that sounds like a good plan. I mean, so that's a, that's the way to have a tax deductible vacation home.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, that's how we look at Even our rental properties here in the States, we were looking at places that we liked to visit. So every time we would visit and have to do business out there, it was a boondoggle that was really enjoyable. We call it a bleasure, right? The business leisure trip, the bleasure trip. Um, But also we were looking at all of our properties as places that potentially we would want to live long-term or retire in. That's actually how we got started was just picking a place where we said, you know what, we're going to rent it. And it's going to pay down the more the tenants are going to pay down the mortgage, and then when we're ready to move in there, uh, we can't. So that was how we got started. It was just thinking about that one property in a place we might retire to.
1: So take us back just a little bit for the listeners that are interested in what you do. I mean, you 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 and your husband were both working a corporate job. Uh, I think you said you were living in New York City at the time.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So we had your very traditional upbringing. We neither of us came from families that were involved in real estate. Neither of us came from families that were entrepreneurial. Uh, we came from the pretty traditional: go to school, get good grades, get a good job, save in a retirement plan, and when you're sixty-five, maybe when you're sixty, you can take that giant pool of money that you're supposed to have had by that point, and and you know manage it in such a way that you can live off of it and that was the plan that we were on for for years until we were in our 30s and i had a little bit of an entrepreneurial bug but but not like running out and buying a franchise so when i was 36 um i just walked away from my corporate job and decided to do consulting for for myself so i started a company at this point it's 14 years ago and it uh, was consulting in my area. So I'm in HR. And so I created a firm that did executive coaching and executive recruiting. And then my husband had his traditional corporate job in IT. And then a few years later, my business was actually doing well, but I felt like I was working even harder <laughs> than when I had the crazy <laughs> corporate job. And yeah. so it wasn't getting us any closer to, to just a feeling of freedom, honestly. And so that's when I just started thinking about maybe I'm asking myself the wrong questions, you know, and that's when we really got interested. So we were 40 at the time, which is, which is not early for for some folks, but we really got interested in the FIRE movement, which is stands for financial independence, retire early. And just thinking, um, more expansively and more creatively about can we do this in a different way than maxing out our 401k? And that's really when we started getting serious about real estate because real estate is a cash flow based investment. And we thought, oh, instead of stockpiling this money to the vagaries of the stock market, it, neither of us felt like we had the financial chops to to outmaneuver Warren Buffett so we you know we were just nervous about just continuing sure. on that path and so we we started thinking about seriously about real estate at that point
1: I think that's really cool. And, you know, you mentioned that you started at 40. And um, my wife, um, who who never used to be a Gary Vee fan, who's kind of warmed up to him, she shared an episode with me at one day that we've now shared with lots of our friends. And he basically said, if you're 40 or you're 50, he said, you know, you look at the way that science is going and our health industry is going. He said, there's a really good chance you're going to live to 100. So you're really only halfway through your life. So this isn't something you have to start when you're 20. Um, like you said, you've done, you started this at 40, you've built up, you know, 10 doors. Um, you, now you're living that, that fire lifestyle. Um, and it's just an encouragement to other people that are, that are 30 or 40 or 50 that, you know, it's not too late to, to get started It's better than to have the regrets.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we, we had looked at real estate earlier than that, and we had in fact actually bought, um, a couple of of properties that we were looking at as kind of complementary to our stock portfolio, but but really not as a standalone thing. It was just kind of, hey, we have we have these couple of things in there. And it really wasn't again until 40, which I agree with you. I think that when I looked at it, I just thought to myself, gosh, you know, retiring at 60, 65, that's still 20, 25 years away. <laughs> and right. it's it's, do I really want to be doing this for the next 20 or 25 years? Or do I want to be on a journey where at least I feel like the journey is also just as fun as the destination. And it's not just all in the, if I get there at 60 or 65 or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So, um, what are you thinking these days? I mean, the world's changed. So we've mentioned, hey, you're, you're you know, we're kind of travel restricted these days. Um, you know, there's all sorts of people speculating on where the, um, the real estate market is going. Do you guys have some basic philosophies or some key principles that you follow when you're making decisions?
2: Yeah. So we definitely had goals in mind to start. And so we, did our own calculations regarding what we felt like we needed uh, in terms of a monthly cash flow and what we wanted to, to manage and, and get involved with. So it's kind of this Goldilocks strategy of not too much, but not too little. So yeah. we definitely needed more than one or two properties to have any meaningful cash flow. But we also didn't want to do syndications or buy an apartment building or, you know, we just didn't have that interest and we right. didn't feel like we had that talent. Uh, or special expertise. And so for us, it was targeting, honestly, 10 doors. So we felt like that that was a number Mm. where it was. And now we have property managers. So when I say manage it, doesn't mean that we're managing, you know, the properties day to day, but you still have to manage your managers. You still obviously have to secure the properties and, and, you know, watch over them and stuff. So, you know, we, we decided that 10 was kind of this magic number. And so we, we're focused on that, on, on finding the right geographies and the right types of properties for that. And so we don't feel the need to buy any more. We certainly are always looking. I mean, right. because the, the right deal is you make the money when you buy, you know, you want to buy something that's yep. at, that's at a good price. And so yes. we're always, we're always looking. And, um, but I have to say with interest rates so low, there's a lot of money around chasing after yield. And so there's a lot of money chasing after real estate, so the deals just aren't that good. We'll get outbid with by people who have cash, or uh, so you know. Part of the the reason why real estate's so great is the financing and the leverage, and the interest leverage, rates absolutely. are are nice. But if you can't even get up to bat because, like, someone's going to come in offer cash, you know, up front or or bid up the price in such a way that even if the interest rates are low i mean that you still have to put out the money folks yep, so you, right. you can't just just can't just look at something and say oh but it's only a 2% or a 3% or a 4% interest rate but i mean hello if the if the house is too expensive it's too expensive so we haven't honestly seen anything um we are still looking, like I said, but not very aggressively. We're happy with, with where we are. And, and I honestly think that we haven't seen the last of the impact of the pandemic. Um, I, I think, I think that, we're at
1: the very beginning to be perfectly honest. I think, yeah,
2: is, I just mean, you know, yeah. economically too, yeah. you know, certainly, yeah. certainly health-wise we have not, but, yeah. but economically, you know, and I'm, I'm talking U S you know, I, I'm, very U S because this is where I live, yeah. but, um, you know, people are are already struggling, but at first they had stimulus, they were living off their savings. You had small businesses that were throwing everything that they could at their, at their businesses to keep them going. You know, six months from now, we're going to be in a very different state. And yeah. so while knock on wood, we've had some great, um, we just haven't had any problems with our properties. I don't know that that's going to continue necessarily for the next eighteen months say till so I have a better sense for where the economy is so I'm not in a rush to use what cash we have to to chase after another deal I want to make sure that our portfolio is okay
1: well and I just want to back up to something you said because i've I've heard that said and I've I've used that quote myself so that you make money when you buy and so you know you're in a situation where you've got patient money you don't need to be in the market right now so you're going to wait till the price is right and then you know the interest rates are higher that'll move a lot of the buyers out of the market and may leave opportunities but i think the biggest takeaway for me was that you said that you targeted 10 10 doors. And the reason why that's a takeaway for me is it just shows that, you know, there isn't any one way to do real estate. You said we targeted 10 doors because that's what we needed for our Goldilocks strategy. We don't want to buy apartments. We don't want to buy syndications. And that's not to say that buying apartments and syndications are wrong. It's just that that was not the business that you guys wanted to have. So the opportunity in real estate is almost endless. You just pick the direction that you want to go. And if you you know put together your business case and in your case um, launch execute you hit your goal and you go this is this is good
2: yeah absolutely and you know we we split our properties between long term rentals and vacation rentals and that's again that's not um, you know science right like that was a decision that we made because. We picked our properties based on where we like to travel and kind of the life that we wanted to lead. We yeah. let our our lifestyle honestly dictate our our investment strategy because both my husband and I are not, you know, we don't live and breathe to invest. I mean, for us, it's our investment. There's other stuff. Are-
1: you don't wake up every morning and just exactly. spend breakfast table and lunch and all your discussions around Talking business. about real
2: estate or business <laughs> yeah. or investments, right? And so yeah. it, it's yeah. it's the 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 cart before the horse, you know, like we, we wanted to focus on the lifestyle that we wanted to have and what we enjoy doing. And then we married that basically Mm. with the investments that are out there, because I know people who make a ton of money off the stock market and ton of money in their businesses and a ton of money in, you know, more active real estate than we do, whether it's the apartments or syndications or things like flipping or notes or buying vacant land and blah, blah. I mean, there are so many ways to do this, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, you can make money a lot of different ways, you might as well pick something that you love to do.
1: Uh, Absolutely. I think life's way too short to work at a job that you don't like. And I like, you know, the fact that, you know, like you said, right now, you guys are based in Florida, but you've got a place in New York and you've got places in Costa Rica. Um, so geographically, you've spread out. I mean, the marketplace that I'm living north of LA in Vancouver, the problem we're having with real estate here, to be perfectly honest, is that uh, real estate's just unreachable for most people. You put a house on the market and it, you get five or six bids over asking price that are all cash, not even not even an inspection. So the inspection business is gone in Vancouver no one's inspecting. Um, so is this a place to invest for investment real estate? I don't know. I'm not an expert. I don't think it sounds like the right time to be buying real estate. So pick your market. So like you've gone to, like you said, you're in Georgia.
2: I'm in North Carolina. Yeah, so Carolina. Carolina. No, absolutely. North Carolina, Florida, uh, yep. and, and Costa Rica. And yeah, we picked North Carolina. That was actually when I talked about having those one or two houses to just complement our stock portfolio in the early goings. We actually picked North Carolina because we fell in love with Asheville, North Carolina. (laughs) It's a beautiful place. So again, place that we like to visit and we felt that it would would be a great place that we had no intentions of of moving there full time, but we felt strongly enough that the the market would be a long-term market and it's still a really, really great market. We bought two properties that we rent out to long-term, you know, and we have long-time renters in there. And the idea was that, they were going to pay down these properties. And when we were ready to retire, again, we weren't even thinking about amassing more properties at that point. It was just, oh, and then when we're 60 and it's paid off, yep. um, we'll have this nice, it was almost like creating a social security check if social security went bankrupt. Um, and that that was really just all the thinking behind it. Um, and And it's worked out really well for us.
1: So, is there anything that you guys are, you know, um, as a couple, with regards to your business moving forward, that you're really excited about in the the coming, you know, two, three, four, five years?
2: I think the fact that that our youngest just went off to college <laughs> and we're now empty nesters, I feel like it opens. Yes, it opens up a whole other life stage. So, hence the move yeah. to Florida, that we're not tethered to a specific geography or the the school calendar. Yeah. Um, our intention was to to travel a lot. I think, although that's getting, dangerous for
1: you because it seems like wherever you guys travel, you buy property. So me might, you know, well,
2: I was going to say, keeping us, <laughs> getting this back to real estate, that our intention was to buy another, if we were going to buy something else, it'd be another international property. And so we were thinking that when our daughter went off to college, we could do some slow travel and really look at, uh, some other cities, over to countries. over to Europe
1: for a little tour, eh?
2: Yep, over to Europe. That's exactly right. <laughs> just Portugal, going to tap Spain, the, yeah. the uh, geographic yeah. diversification,
1: yeah.
2: Um, and so yeah. I mean, so we were we were planning to do that. We're still planning to do that. If you talk about a three, four, five year plan, but yeah. next couple of years, I think we're just going to be watching this market really closely.
1: Oh, well, that's really exciting. Good for you. Now we're almost empty nesters. We've got two out and grandkids, and we've got one one just about ready to go. So uh, s- soon enough we'll be there in the same place where we can just pick up and go when we want to go.
2: Yeah, it's great. I'll tell you it's great.
1: Yeah, well, we we do get we experience that a little bit, not as much as we'd like. So, where's the best place for people connected to connect with you, Caroline? Um,
2: yeah, so I blog about our real estate and our fire journey at Costa Ricafire.com. Um, so that is the best place. Um, you can read all about just kind of how we made our real estate decisions. We we blog about the things that we look at that we didn't decide to do. Uh, you know, to your question about oh, that's like,
1: interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I I talked about there were some things that we looked at. So I talk about yep. why not syndications. There were a number just of types of real estate investing that we decided not to do. I've attended a few conferences and I'll blog about things that I've heard how we're Applying that into mm, our okay. business certainly. How the pandemic has impacted our business, and oh. you know we're pretty frank about you know double digit loss in our stock portfolio that we had to make up for, and of course borders were closed in Costa Rica. We have vacation rentals, so just being mindful of that it's not all roses and unicorns.
1: Well, and I I like something that you said that I haven't heard many people say, and that is a a, a, a not to do list. So often we get started in something, we get so excited, we want to do everything. I want to do syndication, I want apartments, I want this, I want that. And you go too fast, too broad. And you said, hey, here's some stuff that we're not going to do. And this is why. So uh, good on you for, for making the decision and better yet, sharing your position, why it wasn't a fit for you.
2: Yeah. I just think it's important. I always look for the, why shouldn't we do this? It just (laughs) helps me keep a, keep a cool head because I think I suffer from bright, shiny object syndrome, like everybody else, you know, you hear something and it sounds really cool. So I try to go as far as I can. I research it and I'll read about it and I'll sit on it for a while before actually doing anything. Cause the thing about real estate is once you buy, I mean, you have to be prepared to hold for a really long time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want to say thanks so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. I am so looking forward, as I shared with you, to digging deeper in your blog. Um, I did not read through your blog, but um, I will be doing that. So thanks for being generous with your time and sharing what you guys are doing and making it open uh, you know, to the rest of the world to take a look at.
2: Thanks so much, Doug.
1: Hey, so thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys got uh, some good value today. I love this conversation. It shows that there's more than one way to, to build your lifestyle. And I love the the acronym FIRE. I had never heard that before. So I shared that with Caroline. I said, what is that? It's financial independence. Retire early. Um, sounds like a plan. Even if you don't want to retire, just to be able to have the uh, financial resources to keep working, doing what you want to do, whether it's work or whether it's volunteer or wherever it is. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to getting back to you in our next episode
0: i'm all about doing what i want to do and living life to the fullest every day me and my team we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast if you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show please visit my website edwincarion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply and if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at Edwin 78, or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there. Whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.